0: The Big Inside number 29, May 26, 2008. Coming up right now on The Big Inside, when you think of an athlete who trains hard in the gym, you don't usually imagine a guy in a wheelchair. Well, today's guest is not only a paraplegic wheelchair athlete who trains with the weights like the rest of us, he's also a champion competitive bodybuilder. Wheelchair bodybuilder and advocate Nick Scott joins us today at 20 past the hour to discuss how bodybuilding is not only a possibility for wheelchair athletes, but perhaps even one of the best sports for them. Stick around for that. It'll be pretty good. But first, coming up in today's Loose News, a story about what kind of body fat might be useful for diabetics. Plus, we'll take your calls and emails, and at the end of the hour, a hot new exercise fad ends up being based on nothing and goes belly up. All that and more this hour. So about as subtle as an 80-pound dumbbell dropped on your foot, warm up your ears because this Physique's Challenge starts right now.
1: Monday night the greatest feeling you can get in the gym
0: is the pump and it's time once again
1: put that freaking sandwich
2: down
0: For the ultimate physical challenge
2: This is getting frustrating It's
0: the big inside
2: Why work out when you can pack muscles by taking drugs
0: This is the show that turns physique sports and physique performance Who's talking about my bodybuilding attire Inside out Our whole family is arguing over how to prepare soft-boiled eggs Every Monday night at 5 o'clock Maybe
2: a light workout here now
0: Interviews, facts, news, contest coverage, opinions, editorials
2: School is in
0: and, of course, some general mayhem. Talking and getting under people's skin. Concerning the world of physique sports. The
2: idea is to show as much muscle as possible.
0: And athletic performance.
2: It seems to be working for you.
0: And now, coming to you from deep inside the world of physique training. You can tell I'm 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 Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN. He works out every single day for an hour, six days a week. And I'll be your host. Don't you talk to me. Welcome to... Oh, right. I made that up. The Big Inside. Yes, I want you kids to play where I can see you. Don't go in the deep end. All weekend, people, everyone, every mother at the beach, I want you to play in the shallow end. What happens to women when they give birth that their voice goes into that? Like, I told you not to play in the deep water. Happy Memorial Day for me. Good gum. Welcome to The Big Inside. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN. Very impatient, switzing, sweating nastily because I had to run through thousands of people. We broadcast right on the water, people. It's like, it, it, seriously, it's like a, a white trash regatta out there. It's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> not really. We love our fans, but those people aren't listening, so technically we can poke fun at them. Whoever you are, a pro athlete, in the white trash regatta, an average Joe Jim dude, whatever you're doing right now... Uh, No matter who you are, you're always doing something with your body. Like me, I'm sweating profusely and swimming in the shallow water. This is the show where we're going to discuss how real life in the real world affects and connects back to your body, your sport, your health, your life, and why you should even care. We're all about the conversation, not the education. So this Memorial Day, with our luck, you'll probably end up learning something along the way at 20 past the hour, like we said a few minutes ago. Well, with Memorial Day comes the start of summer. And when you think of uh, summer, you think of the perfectly sculpted beach bodies. The last thing you think of there is a guy or a girl in a wheelchair, yet wheelchair bodybuilding is proving to be a new competitive ground where paraplegics can actually take on the rest of us, you know, bipedal, fully ambulatory types. And they actually do a little bit better, which is surprising. Wheelchair athlete Nick Scott joins us to talk about this incredible phenomena that puts wheelchair athletes on the same tier as the rest of us, inspiring and enlightening. You want to listen to the show, this, uh, at 20 past the interview. Now we'll do some little bits. Uh, you know who? Who are you? This is Joe Joe Murray. Yes, I've never had the dignity. Yeah, I've, heard all about, I've heard about. all about you. We're, we're oh, like yes. the only two people in the entire studio. I know. I swear to God, I, I saw some people like hawking equipment out front, and we're like in here. Uh,
1: check check this out. Last night I did the uh, the NASCAR race. So <laughs> last night was the opening night of the Water Club or Waterworks or whatever. Right, right, right. And there was a lot of a lot of nice scenery outside.
0: If you're not if you're not familiar with. Um, with where WWZN The Zone, 1510 The Zone, Boston Sports Station broadcasts from. We're in sunny, tropical Quincy, Massachusetts. Li- I mean, literally right on the water and uh, with a lot of other fun stuff. Jo- so wait a minute. So Chris just couldn't come in. He couldn't be bothered.
1: No, I, you know, I, I told him I'd switch with him. So I'm giving him the weekend off. He's
0: got an everyday
1: gig. so And you
0: have a f- better voice than Chris. Don't tell Thank him you. I told you that. He yeah, gets on still, the he, I,
1: I'm just trying to work on the Boston he, accent. He's like, he's like, gets on the air. He's like, ketone, bodies,
0: protein. <laughs> he's uh, horrid.
1: Anyway I, I just think it's funny. I'm helping you with a fitness show because what? oh, am oh, not too much oh, of a fitness you show. You
0: haven't heard the show. This is, ain't no fitness show, kid. <laughs> Please. I'm usually jacked up on candy when I'm doing this. <laughs> so Joe will be co-producing today uh, along with the Physiculture Collaborative. They are the Physique Sports Revolution. Learn about them at Physiculture.net. And uh, Joe, keep your hand on the buzzer because I do swear like a trub- trucker. Last week, I almost had one. And Chris, I, when I say he sprang across the booth, it was hilarious. Remember, you can call in and swear any time, people. 617-237-1234. You're probably at the beach getting yelled at by, you know, your mother. Don't go in the deep. Oh, you women. Last, We'd like to thank last week's guest, Dave Rutherford. That was seriously one of our best shows ever because I don't think I said four words, which made it one of the best shows. Check it out. Episode 28 at thebiginside.com or go to iTunes in the iTunes store where you can get all of our past episodes or on the website, thebiginside.com. Listen to our stuff. It's good stuff. We're almost on episode 30. Yikes. (laughs) Meanwhile, we'd like to thank our listeners outside the Boston area, of which there are apparently Legion. I'm getting so many emails from other places. I didn't know that the places I didn't know existed. So thanks for tuning in at 1510thezone.com. Where the live feed is and be sure to email us info info at the big there's so many ways to influence me just like a mother at a beach here comes the loose news let's do this joe hit the title. Uh, sound of normal at last no more quincy shoreline With a loose treatment of physique information like it was current events and current events like it was physique information, these are the physique stories inside the news stories for the week ending May 26, 2008. This is your Memorial Day edition of the Loose News. Ah, Memorial Day, the day when we, uh, memorize. What is Memorial? Ah, that's not one of the news stories. Top story, limbs? We don't need no stinking limbs, we're Olympians! Yes, it's a watershed moment for the Olympics, as for the first time in the game's history, amputees will be competing in the games alongside able-bodied athletes. Links will be in the show notes at TheBigInside.com. Now, a few months, Matt, a few bunts Matt, I was so close to doing it. Oh, good, Gumpy. Why do you listen to me? A few months back on the show, we gave the Belly Up Award to the U.S. Olympic Committee for refusing to allow double amputee Roger Pistorius to compete in the games. The runner has no legs below the knee, nothing, knee end, zero, and runs with the assistance of those specially designed blades, they look like little bouncy, springy, they look like rocking chairs to me, but yeah, anyway, so he's a double amputee, despite competing at the international level and qualifying for the games against two-legged ones. Now, this is the real deal. The IOC declared his prosthetics an unfair advantage. Shame on you for not having legs. Well, Pistorius has sued the IOC and won. Now all that's left for him is to re-qualify, a task which seems very likely in the upcoming weeks, yet he will not be the only amputee at the Beijing Games this summer. South African swimmer Natalie Dutois. Dutois. That's like that's like a total, that's a perfect name. Natalie Dutois. I want to take her on a date. Who are you dating? Miss Dutois. Eh, ah, sorry, not available. Natalie swims without her left leg which she lost in 2001, she placed fourth in the 10-kilometer, needing only to be in the top 10 to qualify. So guess what? Even with only one flipper... (laughs) I'm burning in hell. Even with only one leg, she qualified for the Games. Looks like all's fair in the athletic world, even if it makes the Olympic Committee queasy. We don't look looking at them. Um, In a related story, after hearing about the man with no feet finally becoming the lucky one, thousands of people with no shoes are at last free to start feeling sorry for themselves again. (laughs) Moving on from the way too specific information science department, obesity and diabetes finally begin to get along. Peace talks to commence this week. Science has shown how it is not just body fat, but the kind of body fat that you hold that makes the difference for diabetics. Do you know any diabetics? Any? Do you know anyone who has? This? Yes, I know a few. A few? Yes. I only like one or two. They, I, I freak out at meals. They love candy. <laughs> so do I. Maybe I am a diabetic. Well, we all we all know that, you know, too much fat puts you at risk for diabetes because uh, when you have too much sugar in your body, which is any kind of carbs, which is candy, you know, basically insulin is the hormone that puts sugar away and too much sugar makes insulin put it away into the fat cells and too much of that, you lose your sensitivity. Like you can only push the button so many times before the thing wears out, kind of. Well, what we don't know is that there's two kinds of fat cells. This is like, now here's the, about as sciencey as we're going to get today because I got Joe in the booth. It's hot in there, isn't? It? You're sweating, I can tell. No, I, I got the fan going. You got the fan because I'm, I'm dripping. The mic is nasty. So this is the science part. There are two types of fat cells. This white fat—that's the stuff under your skin, right here. The stuff I'm trying to lose. These lovely jiggly the stuff I got right over here. Ah, John, but you're diesel. Come on, Are you a football guy. I, I
1: used to, I used to play football. I,
0: I can to. tell that you, you're not you're not that kind of fat that like. Like, when it runs, you stop, and it keeps going. You're, you're all right, Joe.
1: I still play in the, uh, the, the the drink beer, play softball leagues, too, so. the, uh,
0: the You know what? Softball is more fun when drunk.
1: Yes. I've noticed. Even to watch. Anyway, so.
0: <laughs> but not enough about softball and beer. That's not the science part. There are two types of fat cells. Look, the gooey, flabby stuff, It's it, those are called the white fat cells. All right? Uh, but they're not the only kind of fat cells. You also have another kind known as brown fat. Like the brown fat cells are deep inside you and the white stuff is on the surface. That's the stuff that you jiggles when you drink beer and play softball. Anyway, scientists at the Jocelyn Center for Diabetes. Oh, we're doing a story, right? The scientists at the Jocelyn Center for Diabetes are now reassessing how they handle the fat weight of patients because it looks like that brown fat increases sensitivity to insulin. So although too much fat does put you at higher risk to contract diabetes it looks like they're going to start reassessing their strategy they tested all these rats it's one of those rat stories i'm looking at the page there's so much science people i'm going to stop it there show notes the big that's too much head for me Let's, this is a good one from the world of coaching you'll like this joe this is a good one looks like fat guys and diapers party as hard as basketball players the ancient japanese sport of sumo wrestling feels the sting of glitz and glam on the big inside we like to look at what influences an athlete's performance but we don't discriminate between the sports. We like to look at everything that affects an athlete's abilities. So sport, we, we found this little gem. Check it out at TheBigInside.com. Sports fame has long been a problem distraction for athletes. From Rodman to Kobe, the sting of high life can often mean the deterioration of an otherwise promising career. Well, looks like the phenomenon is not exclusive to mainstream sports. Seems the sport of sumo wrestling. <laughs> has been having its own share of scandals recently affairs drug deals uh, just the overall shoddy image i guess you're not allowed to wear sweatpants if you're a sumo wrestler what what do they wear like isn't isn't like sweatpants the universal comfortable for the heavy clothing like anything with an elastic waist hell i'm wearing an elastic waist <laughs> anyway are, are you kidding me i'm like i'm gonna be in a muumuu by the time i'm 52 I'm practically already there. All right, revered forever. It's a sport of dignity. Revered as a sport of dignity. And of course, uh, also the sport of hilarious imagery. No, but the, um, the, 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 the silliness of these athletes has actually deteriorated the respect sumo once held in the eyes of the Japanese. A few years back, they opened it up to Americans and that was a big shot in the arm and on and on. Well, the U.S. government is cracking down akin to, I mean the U.S., I'm sorry, the Japanese government is cracking down akin to the U.S. government and actually, you know, tightening up the sport of sumo and a very similar sort of thing it was kind of an interesting you know you wouldn't think that sumo guys are living the high life i guess i guess they are in a related story the baseball commission has taken some cues from the japanese government in ways to clean up the tarn- tarnished image of american baseball expect to see baseball players uniformed with retrofitted funny-looking diapers this spring and now this week's john cena report here it is wait is that the one with the muscles or the other one and that has been this week's John Cena report. We'll keep you posted to details. as You don't we like John
1: Cena? Who?
0: Wh- oh, do you
1: want to open the can? Go for it. I mean, I'm not a big wrestling. I mean, I used to be a big wrestling fan, but he I is mean, a, I'm not.
0: Oh, I'm so glad because we haven't had this argument in weeks on the show. I have. Look, I mean, as a gentle, he might be a great guy. I might, I might get along with him, take him out, have a great time. But he's like, you know, he just he's
1: not like, what does he do? He's just he's just a wrestler. He, not even i mean he is i guess he is re- but wrestling is like male soul barbers okay now. i look at yeah but he's in a movie
0: and he does this and he's got the bodybuilding thing and the wrestling thing and that so i look at me and all my infinite talent <laughs> yeah right and i'm like hawking it here in quincy in the white trash regatta john <laughs> cena's not even a marine and he's doing a sh- movie about th- i'm like freaking out so we, we we we're wondering when he's gonna actually show some real talent other than hey look at my pecs and and i kind of Look Irish.
1: But At least he's not trying to make a rap album or anything. Actually, he already did that. Right? I know. That <laughs> <never ends! laughs> you
0: killed me. Yeah, so we just keep track on him to see when he actually does something interesting. So far I believe the John Cena, Cena report has gone like three months without a damn and everyone loves him. People, if you love John Cena, call him right now, six one seven two three seven one two three four and set me straight because I don't know why. What is it about this twit? I think he was out in the regatta from the listen to your mother department ladies breast cancer is lower among women who exercise no joke here the most extensive study to date shows exercise plays a crucial role in prevention of breast cancer the study was done at the at washington university school of medicine in st louis Well then why is it washington and the and harvard the harvard university and the harvard university that's how we call it here the harvard harvard across the river um on the other side of boston from this Wonderful town. It, 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 the study included over sixty-five thousand women to determine risk factors for pre-risk risk factors for premenopausal breast cancer. Guess what? Women who exercised, particularly those between the ages of twelve and thirty-five, had a dramatically reduced risk of bre- risk of breast cancer. I can't speak today. In fact, for women who exercise regularly between the ages of twelve and twenty-two, they have a twenty-three percent lower risk. Once again, science has shown, ladies. That when it comes to the body, use it or lose it, kind of like good parking in front of the mall girls, use it or lose it, (laughs) in a related story, the risk factors for women conducting violence against the host of The Big Inside shot up 74% today after the use of that stupid joke mixing breast cancer and mall parking. Can we please do the Big Mouse? Please, dear God, put me out of my misery. Anytime, Joe.
1: I can just wing it. (laughs) I'm on... Do you want to go to a break? No, I want to do Big Mouse. You wanna do Big Mouse? I want to do Big Mouse. Alright, let me we get got you my one huh?
2: He's talking at me. He's <laughs> like blah <laughs> blah blah, <laughs> blah, blah, yes. blah, blah, two blah blah blah
1: two seconds. Do I
0: want a break? The John Cena upended us, I know. This week's Big Mouse is brought to you by Revolution Fitness in Boston, independent professional, dynamic, and revolutionary. Revolution is Boston's true neighborhood gym. Filled with music, start your fitness and training revolution at Revolution Fitness 209 Columbus Avenue in Boston. Look for them online at www.revfitboston.com. Our Big Mouth of the Week is Matt from Cambridge. Matt called out the music for The Big Inside. He said, I like that you use Radiohead's Idiotech and Hybrid's Finnish sympathy as to, symph- Symphony as two of your musical interludes. Is that your doing? Those are songs, people. This is the second show I've listened to. I'm still listening. I shall wait and get a few more episodes under my belt before attempting to fluff your podcast in a public forum. Thanks, Matt. Your show's got me all inspired to go work out with one of my trainers at my gym. I'm sure it would do me a world of good. I wonder if the free ones that came with my membership are still valid after a year and a half. Signed, Matt. Matt, thank you so much for all that. Fluff us, please. However, uh, as far as, like, memberships that come with training, free stuff usually is, you you get what you pay for. It's kind of like... Oh, I don't know. It's kind of like, um, like a like a doctor. Like his free medical advice always going to be good, or like a you know a car mechanic. I guess pay for it, pay for it. Just shuck it. If you're motivated, let me keep motivating you. Pay for it. Our next big mouth comes from our old buddy Spike from Lafayette, Indiana. XN, thanks for reading my note on the air. I listened to the last episode. Good stuff, man. It's crazy to me that sometimes it's crazy to me. So, sometimes, you,
1: <laughs> are you playing the music? I just love the music. <laughs> I'm playing
0: it under you. It's crazy to me sometimes how big bodybuilding is in the Northeast. Have you ever noticed that? Signed, Spike from Lafayette, Indiana. Well, you know, frankly, Spike, I'm going to go to commercial on this. Did you, like, bodybuilding began here, not out west. Like, turn of the century, actually, at the Harvard. George Winship, Google him. George Winship, Harvard University, one of the first people to invent the sort of fitness craze, and then later on, it got exported. That's a longer show for another time. I think that now I want to break. Now I want. Oh, I really want to go. I want you to play anything you got, man. Just hit it. Get me out of here. Stick around to the big inside. This is Christian Madey, aka X. From five to six p.m. right here on Boston Sports Station, fifteen ten the zone. Ah, uh, that is it. That's Idiotech right there. That's the song that one of our big mouths was talking about. Let's turn that out. Welcome to the big inside, also known as the Audible Rummage Sale.
1: Joe, this is a this has like been one of the best shows since since I had Mike McKay on. <laughs> awesome. Mike, you know you know Mike McKay. We're big guys. You gotta love the big guys, I'm <laughs> telling you. You guys do. Plus we're bald and we and we love it. I take back everything I said about Chris Vanel Vellani.
0: No, that you're you're doing awesome. Joe, if you like Joe, call in or email info INFO at the big inside if you want to see Joe stick on. I do. He's he's a lot he's a lot funnier than no, he's not. With me right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, is probably one of the most exceptional athletes I've ever had the good graces to meet. Nick, are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. It's Nick Scott. And you're from um, Kentucky?
2: No, Kansas.
0: Kansas, that's all the same. (laughs) It's all the same. K-States are all the same to us Yankees. No. So uh, Nick Scott has been, uh, well, I mean, I'm actually going to let Nick Scott tell his own story. This is kind of interesting. You're a wheelchair athlete, but that's nary the half of it. Nick, how many, like, quick rundown. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but the quick rundown of how you became, you know, in, in a wheelchair and paraplegic and how that happened.
2: Quick well, back. All right, back in August of 98, my left front tire blew out, and I ended up rolling my vehicle five and a half times. As it was rolling, it ejected me out the driver's side window of my own car. In midair, my own car hit me in the back, and it broke Oof. my back and damaged my spine at T-12-L1. That di- The doctors diagnosed me as um, uh, paraplegic, but I am incomplete.
0: You're incomplete? Yes. Well, I mean, I don't like that term, but I, I guess I understand what <laughs> you it's <laughs> kind of a stark medical term. What does it? What does incomplete mean?
2: Basically, my damage got severely like severed and like it was damaged. But like, I see complete means that there's no chance of recovery. Versus gotcha. incomplete, that means there's a chance that you're going to get filling and sensation back, and which I have over the years.
0: You have actually gotten some back because I mean, there's a great. You know, can you tell people? Go on. It's I guess it's on YouTube and it's also on your website. That video you made is profound. What was the goal you set and what ended up happening? Now, this is athletics at its finest, people.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, my whole goal was to be able to walk again. And I strive for, like, many years to achieve that. And it's been progress over six and a half years going from me. Um, I was a junior in high school the first week. That's when it happened. And then um, it took me a year and a half to walk Across stage with formal crutches, I look like a zombie. But at least I did it, and um, and then it took me another five years to go um, to go from just walking across the college graduation without form crutches. But I I have to always wear my AFOs, which is basically um, ankle braces that come up to the bottom of my knees. Okay that afos keep my feet at a 90 degrees angle so i walk like a penguin in a way
0: well i mean i don't know if you listen to the first part of the show but those will get you disqualified for the olympics joe's <laughs> grinning at me knowing i was gonna say that you and pistorius you gotta get some good lawyers no um clearly an advantage Yes. <laughs> no no but so this is what i want to know before we get into the whole where where things went this is actually what i was trying to line up for what kind of training? I mean, we we hear of all kinds of training and all types of gym training on the show, and all types of different technique. What does someone who is, you know, in, in, functionally incomplete, who basically doesn't have full function of his legs, like, what do you do to train to walk? Considering you don't have full sensation in your legs, like enlighten the rest of us who take our sensation for granted. I'm having a sensation right now that I'm taking for granted. No, but what what do you do to train?
2: Okay, just picture yourself from the knee down where it's numb. But you can move, like you can kick your leg out, but you really can't feel nothing from the knees down. So
0: you actually have some motion, you just can't feel it.
2: Right, well, it's like um, my quad kicks out the rest of my leg, so my quadricep muscles is fully functional. I get those back 100%. Oh, wow. But. But since I got my feet at a 45, so like rehabbing my legs, I can do leg extensions with 300 pounds and like I can do leg presses and I can do like 700 pounds for reps, but I can't feel my feet. So if I break my ankle, I mean, I wouldn't be able to feel it, but it'd just swell up.
0: Well, that's what happens to Joe when he plays softball drunk. But (laughs) he he doesn't feel it, but he broke something. No, um, but so, but in in terms of that five years of training, was it a lot of leg strength stuff? Was it a lot of, you know, abs and lower back? I mean, we we endlessly on the show talk about core strength and and how crucial it is. Rarely do we get to talk directly to someone who's actually had to put it to a practical function to your extent. I mean, what was some of the exercise? What were some of the, I guess, I guess it is called therapy, I guess, what what did that consist of?
2: Yeah, you know, and it was a combo of everything because, um, like, in the beginning, I would, like, uh, do, like, uh, for cardio, I would um, strap my feet to, like, a a, seat, a stationary bike or a bike, and I would actually um, have some at my house, and I bolted um, kind of, like, not flip-flop, but, like, Velcro things um Uh, like shoes on the pedals, and then when I have my feet in place, I would then just Velcro my foot, and then I would go through the motion. Since I could push down, I had the quad strength. So then it came from that to slowly walking on a treadmill, but I had to hold on. And then I would walk, like, backwards, holding on. It'd be a slow pace. And same thing, trying to alternate, doing, like, sidewalkings on each side.
0: Now, that takes, like, a lot of upper body strength, all that holding. Am Am I getting that right?
2: Well, eventually it got to the point where I could actually put a lot of pressure on my legs. But in the beginning, it was a lot of upper body just holding on there and just kind of, like, going through the motions to... I'm not going to, like, jumpstart the movement again. Right. And and then also it was, you know, a lot of people that are in chairs, you know, if you don't, you know, move that much, you you know, like I constantly transferred a thing. So I constantly moved up and down to the side. So I constantly twisted my spine and my back. And I don't know if it was just a combo of all those and, you know, just constantly moving that really helped speed up the healing process or kind of like spark something in my spine to give me some more sensation.
0: That's an interesting theory. I think that, I mean, a lot of the times what we look at the show is how it's sometimes the, you know, most unproven theories in, you know, exercise and sports and whatnot that end up having the most merit. So I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't something to, you know, like we were saying earlier in the show, again, you didn't hear it, use it or lose it kind of becomes a very, you know, strong theory around, you know, exercise and function. All that lifting, all that lifting yourself up, it had to develop some pretty big shoulders. And I mean, I've seen pictures of you, people. Go to wheelchairbodybuilding.com or is it com?
2: Well, it's, um, there's a dash in between
0: wheelchair bodybuilding.com. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then my other one's nickfitness.com.
0: Nickfitness.com. And you, you'll see this guy, he's diesel. he uh, and I'm going to call you out. Uh, Nick, it looks like you're faking. Like, it looks like you're just like some big dude parked <laughs> in a wheelchair and is having a sick joke at the I'm on that. He is all that. Thanks. Thanks for that. You will that, that'll happen a lot. So get ready. Nick. He's in there. So I'm sorry. Joe is in there at the booth. He's grinning. He found the magic trove of nonsense. Anyway. um, So, yeah, you, you, you're diesel. You are all that, as Jasmine would say. And is that what started you saying, I want to be a bodybuilder? Or were you already kind of a diesel kid? And, and as you got more onto this quest to be able to walk again, you sort of said, hey, I want to do something more. How did that come about?
2: You well, know, it just kind of like one thing led to another. Because say after my high school graduation, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I knew I wanted to go back to college. So, but I did, I wanted my my goal was to walk again. So I took a year to train, but then I, after I'm training, I desire to do more. So then I got started into powerlifting. And then wait, after,
0: uh, wait, eh. wheelchair. Okay, help us out here, because we're like <laughs> you just saw. Th- <laughs> I saw five faces go. He what? in a wheelchair he's powerlifting. now (laughs) how does one in a wheelchair oh bench pressing i guess
2: yes i was i went to the nasa organization and they had bench press plus um power curls it's kind of like doing um just curls with the easy curl bar except i'm just sitting down so that's that's what i did i focused i was like hey i can bench press because i um because um, when I was going through, like, a depression and going back to high school, I mean, I couldn't do nothing, no sports or anything. And then I just made a promise to myself, and I said, you know, if I can't do a lot of things I, I used to, the one thing I can is be stronger than everybody. And then that's what
0: I did. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you sort of said, I want it. Then you started getting to the aesthetic portion, which is the bodybuilding, because most people, you know, the average Joe doesn't realize that, Powerlifting is all about the strength and the power, whereas bodybuilding is about the shape, the aesthetic, the form, you know, as created by the work we do and presented. So most people wouldn't think of great aesthetics when they're sitting in a wheelchair. Why? So you're doing the powerlifting. What what gave you that? Well, I'll call it out. What gave you the balls, frankly, to say, I want to be a bodybuilder? Like, how did that come about?
2: Well, I I stopped in 2002 for powerlifting and then I wanted to further my education. So in um May of 2005 I got my bachelor's. So in? then I was like, "Hey, I wanted to do more." Bachelor's
0: in uh,
2: uh, May of
0: 2005. No, but I <laughs> No, I mean in what? <laughs> like what was oh. your major? <laughs> in May. <laughs>
2: Business administration. Okay. Because I was in the mindset that I wanted to get a bachelor's (laughs) um, in business administration because eventually I want to open my own gym one day. Yep. But I figured I could get certified on the side, and that's what I did as well. But um, what got me is, like, I desired more afterwards. So I was like, hey, I wonder if they had uh, bodybuilding in a wheelchair. So I, I Googled like some information and i could barely find anything and eventually i came across to wilcher uh, the 2006 wheelchair nationals in palm beach garden florida so it was the fall of 2005 and i was like hey that's cool i'll do it
0: now, now since then I mean, i'm mean i going to fast forward a little bit since then you've been a huge advocate for the sport and it, it's really it's it's really amazing to watch because it it's surprising how aesthetic these men and women are but here's the, I mean, you and I talked in the pre-interview a little bit about this thankless work. So like, cause on the one hand, you guys are so good that you don't really get the pity vote very often. You know, you're, you're as good as the guys on two, two, you know, two feet, so to speak and, and sometimes better arguably. And, um, you know, but, but your work in trying to sort of corral the, the wheelchair athletes to promote the sport, it has been, it's not been an easy road. Am I wrong?
2: No, it's it's been rough, and um, a lot of people didn't. I mean, here I went in to the uh, to the sport Nobody knew me. I just flew down with my best friend, and he helped like prep me up with the tan and everything. But you know, I, I studied the pose, and, and I, I wanted to come in professional. And in my mind, I thought I looked good, and I really didn't look that great at the first show. And if you um, <laughs> if you look at the pictures, you'll see. um,
0: Yeah, what was wrong with you, dude? Get out of that chair and work out. Come on, dude. Get yourself some slack. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. You looked awesome, dude. (laughs) It
2: it was funny because they were all freaking me out because they were messing with my head because they were like, oh, the darkest tan looks light on stage. (laughs) You're in a
0: wheelchair. Who gives a crap about the tan? Anyway,
2: so uh, but yeah, and um, if you look on there, I look like a gold statue because I had this uh, the dream tan. There's this goop, and I told my best friends like just put it on me, and it really messed with me. But so afterwards, you know, I I, I lost, and um, Josh Silbert beat me for the heavyweight, and Colt Wynn won the overall, and I was just I was shocked because I wasn't used to losing, and. But
0: you mean in, in the, sports in high school you were typically an achiever? Is that what you are saying?
2: Yeah, I mean even the powerlifting out of um, out of uh, I, nobody beat me in the uh, what was in after my wreck in high school, and then I only got beat um, uh, let's see two seconds and one third out of high school. So then all of a sudden I get second out of three people at nationals, and I was just like whoa. And but by the end of the night it. it just kind of like something snapped. And I'm like, the world should know about this. And then I started mentioning some things about the guy that we need to get a website. And they're like, they just kind of laughed and like, whatever.
0: So, well, well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, you would, I would expect there to be this like outpouring of support. Like, you know, people want to take to these causes. I mean, actually right now, if you're listening and you have any, you know, inroads to, you know, athletic support of, of any sort of, you know, booster capacity, every sport needs it, you know, You'd expect that, but you've actually found kind of the opposite, that it's almost like, you know, that you're hitting a glass ceiling and faster than if you were just like a regular guy starting a regular league. And the only reason this is relevant is because any sport sort of has that, you know, sort of capacity. Once you have athlete advocacy in any form, glass ceilings start popping up, whether it's baseball, football, soccer, you name it. And here you are in, in a fringe end of a fringe sport you know, about as fringe as you're going to get. Um, and you don't want to play the sympathy, I'm assuming.
2: No, and t- see, that's the thing. It's like, um, my, in my heart, I was like, man, this is just awesome. It's just so in- inspiring and motivating, you know, just seeing some of the other guys in amazing shape. I mean, I'm just like, you know, I tip my hats to them, and then, but, you know, who all knows about this? I mean, I, it was hard for me to even find anything, so... After nationals, you know, everybody kind of like just kind of laughed, and I didn't know nothing about websites, but I knew that <laughs> something had. To, <laughs> I didn't know how to build a website, so um, I just googled how to build a website, and it took me it took me literally two weeks to have um, have the website up and running with um, oh geez, with uh, my own um, separate email with my name attached to the website,
0: doing all the whole all the all the gobbledygook. Where do you want this to go? Do you think that wheelchair bodybuilding could stand on a sport, not that it should be separate from the rest, but do you think it actually is the the kind of sport, and I'm leading the question, obviously, the kind of sport that other people in wheelchairs could actually access easier, maybe, than other sports?
2: In a way, yes, because, um, you know, certain Sports have like requirements that you have to, like, you know, be on a team or they have to do tryouts. Well, you know, if they're disabled and then just start training, they can show up and do a show.
0: Right. And it's one of those things where basically, you know, as long as you have the dedication, you can. This is, I mean, this is something that anybody, wheelchair or not, can do. As long as you have the dedication, you could compete in this sport. And I want, I, I imagine that a self image thing, I mean, like you said, you went through a depression when you first were in a wheelchair. The self image reversal has got to be huge.
2: Yeah, I, I mean it really it's a it's a when you hear the fans go crazy, <laughs> I mean, it really it really just I've
0: has, never heard fans go crazy for me. But okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's it's just, it's just an amazing feeling and you know and I want that for other people that, you know, that that you know desire something more and that don't have the chance to be an, a different athlete because even like you know, Walker, you know, one of the wheelchair bodybuilders, you know, doing USA's last year was the first time he really competed. And, you know, his dad was there and his, you know, and it showed athlete on the little, the, the tag thing that he wore around his neck. And Walker told his dad, he's like, dad, look, I'm an athlete. And, you know, his hmm. dad just, you know, he started crying. He told me that the next morning, Saturday morning before the show.
0: Hmm.
2: And That's powerful. I don't know. That's crazy that's, powerful. That's what it's about, not to win a trophy, not to come into a certain place, but to change people's lives.
0: Well, your so. your your work, you're a true leader. Your work is, is incredible. The fact that you're trying to pioneer an entire sport when you think about it, although it, it's already in existence, you're trying to pioneer its existence in an established sense. I mean, Nick, huge. I know that you're doing it because you want to keep competing and you want competition, but if only other athletes you know, in their own respective sports had that kind of mojo, it, it, you know, a true champion is not the guy who wins the trophy. The true champion is the guy who somehow changes the sport, whatever that sport is. Um, right. And, and I know that you're not in it. You didn't come up and say, Hey, I'm going to change the sport, but it, it, driven by your own personal experience, you, you saw something and rather than sitting back and letting it exist, I, I I'm, I can't, I'm gushing. I know, but I can't applaud you enough for being that level of leader. Um,
2: well, I well, appreciate it, but it, it, you know, and it, it just happened to like it, like what I took on. It just happened the mold because, like when then when people started to find out about it, the guys felt like they could go to me if they have questions. Then you know they wouldn't hesitate because they feel like you know they got the go to guy. And you know I and I encourage them too. And um,
0: and actually, I got to interrupt you there because we're going to go to break. Speaking of go to guys, will you stick around after the break for the roundup? I'd love for you to be our go to guy in terms of talking about the most recent competitions that you've done as a wheelchair oh, definitely. athlete. Would you you going to stick around? Oh, yeah. We're going to go to break right now, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have the big outside contest roundup, and, of course, your favorite, belly up. Stick around. This is Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, for The Big Inside. You are listening to The Big Inside with Christian Mady every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on Boston Sports Station,
2: 1510 The Zone. Brilliant.
0: Brilliant work, Joe! You're getting it. You're getting it. This is the show that plays out like a rummage sale. Welcome to the Big Inside at live at the White Trash Regatta in sunny Quincy, Massachusetts. Joe, we're do, you're doing awesome. I'm loving having you. We're going we're gonna to boot Volani. This is it. I don't think he'd like that.
1: You're the only non-Italian I've had. No. And I, I actually... My last name Murray, but I'm as Italian as they oh, come, which geez, is kind of funny. Guys, the mafia owns the station. I'm here with Nick Scott, wheelchair
0: bodybuilder, athlete, advocate, brilliant guy. And Nick's going to help me out with the big outside. He's going to tell me about a couple contests. But before we do that, Nick, for about 30 seconds, I just lost Nick. Oh, my gosh. We've got to get Nick back on the phone. The, Nick? <laughs> I hope he's listening. I don't think he is. Um, but right now, I have Kevin Quinn on the line.
2: Hey, Christian, how you doing?
0: I just hung up on my guest, but that's all right. How you doing, Kev? What did you think about Nick Scott?
2: Well, I say I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to a portion of it, and uh, I I just admire somebody like that. I really give him credit. I mean, that's that's impressive to say the least.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible stuff. He um his 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 uh is a uh, website i'm sorry i'm trying to find it wheelchair-bodybuilding.com we're actually going to get him back on the line in eight seconds here but um yeah i mean it it's one of those things where if more guys sort of had the you know, mojo to change their sport like that i mean you you always come on the air and you talk about people's attitudes and what's going on and and what's you know people were are doing crazy stuff in the sport imagine if more people had the impetus he had
2: I'll t- I'll tell you. You want to talk about aspiring to to be what you want to be? That's it, right
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. You are not going to do no, this. No, I'm not. I'm
2: not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is is that Nick, you're with us again, right?
2: Yeah, something just cut out.
0: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like <laughs> singing his praises. Nick, with me right now is our field reporter, Kevin Quinn. Kevin, what what do you got? What words do you got for Nick Scott?
2: Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself. I'm doing good, thank you. I just got to say that I applaud, I applaud what you do, and uh, you're very motivational, and I'll tell you, I I just got to give you credit for what you do. It takes takes a lot of uh, effort to be where you are, and uh, I'm very respectful of what you do.
0: Hey, Kev, what do we say we, we are going to... Let's help out Nick, and we'll get wheelchair bodybuilding up here in the Northeast some more. How's that? Let's do it. Let's do, let's do it. it! We're going to do it. All right. Hey, Kev, thanks for calling in.
2: Hey, happy Memorial Day.
0: You too, and stay in the shallow end, Kevin. <laughs>
2: Get
0: out of the deep end. Yeah, I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Nick. So um, this is the part of the of the show we call the Big Outside, which is the contest roundup. It's basically the highlights, records, recaps, notable moments from the worlds of organized competitive bodybuilding, powerlifting, figure fitness. Nick, I have about like two minutes in this segment. Most recent show or the biggest show or what's oh, you've been doing a lot of shows lately?
2: Yeah, I just I just competed at the uh, Muscle Mayhem in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, this past Saturday,
0: and was it really mayhem? Did they just, like let them loose, and it was complete? Ma- no, no, no. I'm <laughs> In Missouri. Now you travel a lot. How many? How how much do you travel for this?
2: Oh geez, um, I've flown to Florida a couple times a year. I um, I went to Louisiana.
0: Uh, well, oh well. I mean, the Florida sounded nice, but the Louisiana, yeah. oh, oh well. Yeah. So uh, what was the what was the, the the wheelchair nationals happened just about a month ago? Is that true?
2: Yeah, March eighth.
0: March eighth. Then how did you? There at the Nationals,
2: my die got all messy. Oh, here we go with
0: the die again.
2: <laughs> I ended up getting fourth. There goes back to like it just kind of messes with me. How,
0: no, no, you're gonna you're, you'll excel soon enough. You, uh, h- how many people were in the class?
2: Oh, there were six, and there was really you know, and I'm promoted, so that the competition's getting like a lot tougher. But at the same time, Wednesday before the show, I was down to 159, and I wanted to be in heavyweight, which was uh, 163 and above, and I ended up weighing uh, 176 at the show. So I packed on quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I'll quick. say. Who who won the Who won the wheelchair nationals? What's the gentleman's name?
2: Uh, Colt Win.
0: Colt Win. I knew it. I just was acting dumb so that you could say
2: it. <laughs> for the third time.
0: Oh, really? So he's he's the super. He was supposed to be on the show, but you know he doesn't. He he didn't didn't pony up the way you did. You're our man though. You're you're way more than interesting. What's the next show for you? And I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna to let you go in a second. What's the next show for you?
2: I'll be doing the um, Fame World Championship in Toronto, Canada, or Ontario, and then um, that's a uh, June fifteenth. It's on a Sunday. That's when the wheelchair. And then um, the following weekend, I'm doing USA Wheelchair Championship, which is uh, um, June twenty first in uh, Metairie, Louisiana. Again.
0: Do me a favor. Email me all these. I'll put them up on the website. Oh, definitely. And, um, Nick, I got to say real quickly, in 10 seconds, how many athletes, you won't rest until how many wheelchair athletes are in a show? How many would you, would you, what would be your most realistic, we'll say, realistic prediction for, say, a year from now?
2: Oh, a year from now? Um, it'd probably be about five, six.
0: No, come on. Yeah, let's that's... shoot for bigger. Let's say double that. Let's say our our goal for next year is 12. How's that?
2: <laughs> wheelchair nationals uh they'll probably be about 2025 next year but i'm just talking about average shows like uh, rocky mountain or the debbie cronk show
0: if you know anybody out there listening right now if you know anybody who's in a wheelchair or paraplegic or wants to get involved wheelchair-bodybuilding.com or nickfitness.com nick you've been an absolute pleasure and an absolute inspiration
1: today
2: Oh, thank you. But yeah, just have them go. There's a competing page on the wheelchair bodybuilding website. And that, I went into great detail how they go about from getting ready to shows to um, what they need to do. Phenomenal. Ready.
0: Phenomenal. Nick, will you come back sometime?
2: Oh, definitely.
0: You're awesome. I will be in touch real soon.
2: Oh, you're awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a rummage sale, remember? Hey, Nick, thanks for being on the show. We'll talk to you real oh, soon. My
2: pleasure. Thanks.
0: And uh, coming up right now is everyone's favorite... They seem like underdogs, long shots, crackpots, but we honor these unsung heroes of the physique world, the newsmakers who give it their all, only to get flushed away in a valiant blaze of glory and go. I gotta go fast with this one. This week, we recognize a highly marketed exercise program that actually works. It claims to get you ripped in 90 days, and it will do that. It claims to build muscle and burn fat, does that too. It's called P90X, and the truth of the matter is, it works. How refreshing is that? That a gimmick can actually does what it claims? Well, now collect yourselves if you can. Before you think that the almighty gods of exercise have themselves parted the murky clouds of marketing hype and delivered the ultimate workout for you, well, my friends, be advised, this holy happenstance is truly the second coming. You see, P90X is nothing you couldn't have already done yourself. It is traditional exercises, old school regiments, all the no-frills stuff that you already do. Just written down on a piece of paper. In other words, this is something you could have done for yourself without the price tag. All P90 is is selling motivation, if it motivates you to slap down a few hundred bucks for what everyone else is already doing. Not since the sale of water has something that claims to be what it is been priced so absurdly high. Any sensible, well-planned workout regimen will get you similar results to P90X. The only difference is that you won't have the satisfaction of an online purchase or the slick alphanumeric names for your exercises So, for showing there really is a price tag on Athletic Sensibility, for once again proving you don't need to sell anything to make a sale, and for actually marketing a product that works, specifically work, we'd like to thank you, P90X, for going... off. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for stepping into the very loud big inside. And uh, thanks again to our guest, Nick Scott, wheelchair bodybuilder and advocate, wheelchair-bodybuilding.com. Check it out. It is amazing stuff. Be sure to join us again next week when we talk about what it takes to train for the gridiron, or at least for the sidelines. We're going to talk to male cheerleaders. <laughs> About this, about their sport, and also, believe it or not, my brother's stopping by. Scary. As always, more loose news, sound offs from you, big mouth listeners, and updates on the uh, Big Outside Competition Roundup. Of course, a new belly up honoree. Drop us a line, info at com Either way, check back on the website for follow ups to today's show, plus story links, guest notes, and more. Today's show is co-produced by the Physical Culture Collaborative, along with a guy who lives for online exercise purchases, Joe Murray, in the booth. As always, we'd like to throw out special thanks to 1510 The Zone's general manager Anthony Pepe, a guy who lives, who gives every bit of work he does a fancy alphanumeric name like S2012. Please tune into our show next Monday and every Monday night at 5 p.m. right here on 1510 The Zone, Boston Sports Station, or listen live streaming online at 1510TheZone.com. Stay tuned for the Sports Cave with JL, said it right, JL and Rob. Coming up next on The Zone, that's your workout for the week. I am Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.
1: Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son.
0: Hi, this is Christian Mady for The Big Inside. If you're listening, maybe you'll like us. And if you like us, we could sure use your support. Why not advertise with The Big Inside? We offer live on-air ads on 1510 The Zone. You can sponsor a segment of the show or even sponsor an entire podcast. Our rates are dirt cheap and we love to negotiate. We need your help to stay on the air, so if you appreciate what we're doing, please lend a hand. Drop us a line at info at or go to www.thebiginside.com and click on the advertise link. There you can download an entire press kit that says our basic rates With a vibrant audience in the greater New England area, as well as a loyal national and even international audience, trust me, The Big Inside is the market you want to get your message out to. Thanks again for listening to The Big Inside, and thanks for your support. Until the next show, remember, big is what you find on the inside.